Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Greetings, humans. You have entered the command zone, your destination for all aspects of Elder Dragon Highlander. Enjoy your stay. What's up, everybody? Welcome one, welcome all, will be one, to the Command Zone podcast. I'm one of your esteemed hosts today. My name is Jimmy Wong. And I'm the other slightly less esteemed host for Rachel Weeks. <laughs> Unacceptable, also untrue. Uh, much love, uh, of course. And, of course, Josh Lee Kwai is our other esteemed host. But he's somewhere else around the house today because we decided, Rachel and I, we need to talk about the rest of the monocolored legendaries from Phyrexia All Will Be One. And we're doing it specifically on this episode about the Dominus cycle. Or Dominus. What, what's the Dominus cycle, Rachel? There are five Phyrexian horrors in this set. They are all monocolored with extremely powerful effects that double something. Yeah. Uh, all something slightly different. And they're very powerful either in the command zone or in the 99. So we're going to get into that later in the episode. But before we do that, we got to mention our wonderful sponsors. If you hear a name of a card that you like mm -hmm. in this episode go straight to cardkingdom.com slash command to pick them up add to cart save them for later if you must <laughs> uh because there's some really sweet cards that we're going to talk about today and card kingdom has the best inventory and the most options in as far as it quality uh, yeah, yeah a quality, lot of qualities options. and stuff and printings go so go to cardkingdom.com slash command they're going to send them all in one little package for you all taped up Very all nice. safe and you know exactly where all of your cards are so if you're ordering a bunch of cards for a deck they're all going to show up at the same time mm -hmm. and you're going to be able to sleeve up the entire deck at that moment like again cardkingdom.com slash command Yep, and when you get those cards, make sure you sleeve them up, protect them with an Ultra Pro sleeve. And you can go to ultrapro.com slash command. That is their uh, website for their store. And they have tons of product there, both for the regular Magic the Gathering players and also for like baseball card collectors because Ultra Pro does it all. You can have play mats, deck boxes, sleeves, dice, you name it, Ultra Pro has it. Make sure you use that affiliate link because you're supporting the show when you do, but ultrapro.com slash command. And you might find some sweet, sweet deals while you're there. Highly recommend it. Mm -hmm. Last way they support the show is directly. Patreon.com slash Command Zone. We love our patrons. We talk to them every day on Discord. Rachel and I and Josh are in there answering your questions, but the only way to get access is by signing up. So Patreon.com slash Command Zone. We also shout out one lucky patron every week. So this week's episode is dedicated to Kelly Grissom. Grissom. Kelly. You rock, Kelly. You rock. How's it? Also, we're going to be in Philadelphia at uh, MagicCon. Yeah. 
And on, it's February 17th through 19th. We're doing another Game Nights Live. It's going to be really fun. It's really exciting. Jimmy and I are both playing and a ton of our team is coming out. So if you haven't gotten your tickets for Philadelphia yet, please do. Um, yeah, MagicCon th- Vegas was amazing. They had so many other things that were related to Magic that were just so much fun to do. Photo areas. You guys got to play tons of Magic and Commander as well. Yeah. So definitely check it out. And those passes are selling out fast. So do it soon. MagicCon Philly. GK Live. You don't want to miss it. All right. Yeah, me, me and Josh and Rachel take some pictures. We'll sign some stuff. There's going to be lots of different opportunities for cool stuff like that as well as merch. And, and you, just trust me, it's it's the kind of thing you don't want to miss. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's get right into it. The Dominus Cycle from All Will Be One. Again, we've done two other set reviews now. We've done the multicolored commanders as well as the monocolored commanders that aren't in this cycle. So check those out. They're on our YouTube page. But this is the Phyrexian Horror Dom, Domin, Dominuses. Domin- Dominum? Dominum. Dom, dom, domini. The, the Domini. Phyrexian Domini. Ron Burgundy. Okay. <laughs> they, they all have a Phyrexian man ability, which puts a, an indestructible counter on them. Mm-hmm. It's different, slightly different costs to activate. Uh, and they all have this doubling effect. Wow, doubling. Commander players like doubling. That means you're taking something and adding twice as much or doing twice as much. We're going to go through all of them, and it's kind of predictable, too, for the colors when we get right into it. But the popularity of these types of doubling cards are... I mean, doubling season, right? Yeah. That's right on the I mean, front of everyone's head. Sure. Anointed Procession. Uh, even Fiery Emancipation. Let's triple it. Yeah. Uh, Nick Boom Ancient, triple that. Yeah, or Panharmonicon. Like, yeah. These cards we love to play because it scales so much with our game. Yeah. Uh, so today we're asking, do these stand up to their doubling predecessors? Aha. Uh-huh. Uh, so the first stuff, thing that we're going to discuss is how good is Indestructible? Because this is Indestructible specifically on a creature. Mm-hmm. Every Dominus has the ability to give themselves an Indestructible counter. So let's talk about the stats around how good Indestructible is in Commander, actually. I thought this was really interesting what you looked up here. Thanks. I So I, I wanted to look into it because we've seen a lot of Exile removal. Yeah. So I looked at the top 60 targeted removal spells on Scryfall. And okay. I was like, how many of these are impacted by Indestructible as an ability? And the numbers sort of surprised me. Uh, 31 of the 60 removal spells were targeted Exile, Bounce, a minus X effect, or an Edict effect. So they oh, get okay. around indestructible it has no effect on it yeah but then there are 29 targeted destroy or damage based removal spells that can kill a creature so about half of targeted removal is impacted by indestructible Mm -hmm. and i would say edict effects too are a case corner case scenario so Mm -hmm. it's probably you know a little bit higher than that but yeah at least 50 percent of normal removal that you're going to see on average it seems is going to be affected by indestructible in some way or another yeah and the other thing that you look at when you think about indestructibility is board wipes Mm -hmm. a ton of board wipes how many of them are do you prevent your creature from dying if it has indestructible and it surprised me a little bit there's 25 exile bounce minus x minus x or sacrifice wipes oh okay. so 25 of the 60 wipes gets around indestructible and, and then you have 35. 35 are either destroy or damage based effects okay so again it's about half uh i was surprised that there was that many bounce and and exile wipes that are that are this popular i feel like back in the day it was like cyclonic rift washout and these days it just seems like R- River's Rebuke, right? There's like yeah, more I mean, and more... River's Rebuke is is great. I mean, Meat Hook Massacre and Toxic mm-hmm. Deluge and yeah. um, uh, like Black Sun Zenith showed up in this list. There's also a ton of white wipes that are just sacrifice creatures, right. which obviously gets around indestructible. So we are seeing a lot of protection here. Protection from half of the bounce like of, of the board wipes and the targeted removal spells is a lot, but it's it's not as powerful as 
Hexproof, for example. Sure, but Hexproof doesn't get around those board wipes either. That's true, so it's about half the other way. That's Um, the balance we have in Commander, I think, is really interesting. And I think as we go along, though, down the line, I think we're going to see about the same output, I think, because mm. now that we've increased the number of right path to exile type effects because Commander is around, Mm. and remember when the gods were a big thing, Ferros and stuff were sitting around, now you had to have exile enchantments. We saw more of those being printed. I think now we're going to see a better balance overall, but it seems like 50-50 which is still very impactful. It's still quite quite good protection if yeah. you can if you can blank half the removal spells in your opponent's hand. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to think about is what does it mean to have an indestructible commander? Like how powerful is that and yeah. what can you do with that? And especially in all of the colors, we're just you can do this in any of the Dominus decks, but um what are the things that you could do in any of them? And the first one I thought of was Pariah's Shield. Yeah, this is a five mana artifact equipment. All damage that will be dealt to you is dealt to equipped creature instead in equip three. So if you have an Indestructible commander, you never have to block. All that yeah. damage is going to your commander over and over and over again. Or an indestructible creature if the yeah. Dominus is in your 99. Yeah, I, I. it feels like a very powerful effect if you're running the Dominus in the command zone and you think you can reliably put an indestructible counter on it. Yeah. Uh, okay, so now that uh, we've covered sort of those bases, there is one little caveat to this whole thing is that it's not indestructible printed on the card. Mm-hmm. You're adding an indestructible counter. And that is something that's new. We saw these keyword build, these mm-hmm. keyword counters sort of pop up with Ikoria, and and we've seen more and more support about actually being able to move counters around, which used yeah. to be a very difficult thing to do. But there are ways to do it in every single color because there are some colorless cards to do it, right? Yeah, I think the best one, like if you're running a Dominus as your commander, I think you're probably running Nesting Grounds in the 99. This is a colorless land that has an ability that says one tap, move a counter from target permanent you control onto another target permanent. Activate only as a sorcery. Nice. Uh, so this is great. I mean, if you can, there's a lot of things that it's very powerful to make indestructible and mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be a creature. Right. Like you could put the indestructible counter on a Nivineral's disc. Oh, wow. And now you have a Nivineral's disc for uh, any occasion. Just keep using it yeah. over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> you can put it on your most powerful enchantment or your mm-hmm. artifact, your great henge or whatever. Uh, so yeah, getting a counter like that, that is also repeatable, by the yep. way, once we get into it, may be really interesting there. Yeah. There's also the Ozolith. We've talked about this card a billion times. It's yep. a one mana legendary artifact. Whenever a creature you control leaves the battlefield if it had counters on it put those counters on the ozolith and at the beginning of combat on your turn if the ozolith has counters on it you can move all of them onto a target creature so yeah your commander gets bounced it gets exiled it leaves the battlefield Linked. yeah that initial counters goes on ozolith and then you can sort of move it around uh, but only all of the counters at once now this is you see it's much more in plus one plus one counter decks yeah but it has relevance here yeah um, generally, this is not a super, super supported mechanic yet because moving counters around is sort of, especially non plus one plus one counters, yeah. is sort of a new thing. Like we said, it's only been around since Akoria. So there, you're not going to be able to dedicate a ton of slots to this, but it might be worth it if yeah. you want to really focus. I'd say don't sacrifice deck synergy to build around something like this, but definitely mm-hmm. keep in mind that this is going to be something that probably we see more of in the future. And it is a cool new sort of part of the magic design uh, when it comes to commander and stuff that I think is pretty interesting. All right, let's get into the cycle. Uh, we're going to go in Wooburg order today, starting with the white one. Mondrak Glory Dominus. Kind of looks like Elish Norn. I, somebody said it looked like the Millennium Falcon, and that really <laughs> makes me laugh. The idea of the Millennium Falcon being completed makes me very sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's missing a lot of its interior hull, if that's the case. Yeah, it's been chewed through a little bit. This is too white white for a 4-4 legendary creature for Exian Horror, and it says has some spicy text. If one or more tokens would be created 
created under your control, twice that many of those tokens are created instead. So White is doing the doubling thing with yeah, tokens. it's back. Annoying procession. I love seeing another printing of this effect. And uh, the second ability, this is the ability that all of the Dominuses share, but in different versions. This one costs one and then two Phyrexian white mana. So it could be paid for one white white, or one a white and two life, or one and then two life twice, so four life. Mm -hmm. And it says one white white or one Phyrexian Phyrexian comma, sacrifice two other artifacts and or creatures, put an indestructible counter on Mondrek Glory Dominus. So All right. The synergy there is you're making twice as many artifacts tokens or creature tokens, then you can sacrifice them to make your Mondrek indestructible indestructible pretty good you know an indestructible annoying the procession right yeah i mean so let's go let's go through this we're going to talk about each each dominus as a commander and then we're going to talk about it in the 99 mm -hmm. um because these are very powerful effects they're monocolored so they don't often see play in the command zone but you yeah. could so uh first we're going to talk about them as commanders uh mondrak makes tokens it's twice as many tokens mm -hmm. so Turns out there's a lot of ways to make tokens in mono white right yeah so uh, the first choice you have to make if you're building Mondrake is what kind of tokens. I mean, I guess you could do all the tokens. Sure. I mean, if you have some random treasure generation in yeah. there, it's pretty good with Mondrake. But seems good. Seems like creature tokens is the most obvious one that we always mm -hmm. talk about. Felidar Retreat Classic. makes 2-2 two, two white cap beast creature tokens every single time you play a land. And mm -hmm. then you can put counters on those as well. Uh, pretty good. One I've been really happy with lately is Halo Fountain. Ah. Uh, it's two and a white for an artifact. It has three activated abilities. It says white, tap, untap a tapped creature you control, create a 1-1 one, one green and white citizen creature token, white, white, tap, untap two tapped creatures you control, draw a card, and then white, 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 five whites, untap, untap 15 tapped creatures you control. You win the game. So that one's probably not happening so often, but the other two are very solid, especially yeah. because Mondrak is like an indestructible attack hypothetically right. so you could always have a tapped creature to be able to make those tokens notably uh, mondrak uh the abilities on all of the dominuses do not require them to tap mm -hmm. just paying some phyrexian mana and then on top of that another sort of like sack something do something else so that's actually really powerful you can even swing with mondrak threat of activation mm -hmm. yeah yeah i mean you don't even have to activate it for it to be scary yeah uh, um, White has tons of other ways to make tokens. Oketra's Monument, Reverend Hoplite are going to make a bunch of little 1 1 white human soldiers or warriors. Mm -hmm. All the Copper Coats oh, as well. Uh, God Eternal Oketra. This is a, a th card you see a lot with Annoying Procession. Every time you cast a creature, you create a 4 4 black zombie warrior creature token with Vigilance. So that's two 4 4s for every Ooh, creature that four you cast. With vigilance is huge. Yeah, very good. Uh, if you want to stay on flavor, you could add Defiler of Faith. Mm -hmm. Three white white for a Phyrexian human. It is a 5-5 five, five with Vigilance. And it says, and as an additional cost to cast white permanent spells, you may pay two life. Those spells cast white less to cast if you've paid life this way. This effect reduces only the amount of white mana you pay. Right. So you can play God Eternal Oketra for three random mana and then white white as Phyrexian mana. So four well, life total, right? Uh, white and then I, I believe you can only do it once. Okay, yeah, so in that case, it does reduce the cost of spells, but more importantly, yeah. the end part of this text. Whenever you cast a white permanent spell, create a 1-1 one, one white soldier creature token. All right. A so little Phyrexian, a little token. It yeah. seems like a match made in heaven. Entreat the angels, great win con. If you can miracle this out, X white white miracle, create mm -hmm. X four four white angel creature tokens with flying. Um, 
And there's also a, a, a mechanic called Myriad, which is actually got a lot of support in Mono White, surprisingly. Yeah, in Baldur's Gate, I mean, Blade of Cells is a great way to do this. It just gives any equipped creature Myriad. Battle Angels of Tear is a great Myriad creature that just got just got printed. It's two white, white, flying in Myriad. And when it deals combat damage to a player, do a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, you have to draw uh, a card, you already make a treasure token, and then you also gain some you life. gain some life. But yeah. if you make two angels, now every time you attack with Battle Angels of Tear, you attack the other two opponents with two angels. Yeah, and those angels might create treasures, so you're going to get two from each of those as well. Legion Loyalty is like an endgame six white white enchantment creatures you control have myriad as well, so that's pretty good. Uh, And then, of course, we just have White Ramp. Yeah, Smothering Tithe. Jeez. Uh, Masters of Ceremonies is a cool one uh, At the beginning of your upkeep Each opponent chooses money, friends, or secrets For each player <laughs> who chooses money You and that player each create a treasure token Or two for you uh, For each player who chooses friends You and that player each create a 1-1 one, one green and white Citizen creature token so Or you make two, two. <laughs> For each player who chooses secrets You and that player each draw a card And you cannot tell anyone what that card is As it's a secret A secret card, a precious one Yeah, that's really cool It's more of a universal effect But again, with your Mondrak, you're getting twice the amount of value here. Yeah, generally. for sure. Skyclave Relic as well. It's mm-hmm. a three mana artifact that taps for one mana of any color, but when it enters the battlefield, you can kick it for an additional three mana and you make two tapped tokens or four tapped tokens that are copies of Skyclave Relic with Mondrak out. Pretty good. Yeah, very uh, good. White's also gotten a lot of like in, uh, clue support, uh, a lot of investigation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bygone Bishop and Search the Premises are both good options for this. I like Search the Premises a lot because you're in control or uh, you're not in control, excuse me, you could happen all the time right whenever a creature attacks you or a planeswalker you control investigate for three and a white on an enchantment get a lot of clues out uh mm-hmm. and you can also of course make your tokens into bigger threats divine yeah. visitation we talk about it turns Enhance. all of them into four four angel creature tokens with flying and vigilance instead pretty good uh ultramarines honor guard new card from warhammer 40k just as other cards you get control get plus one plus one but it has squad two so you can pay an additional two uh, any number of times and you create a token that's a copy of it so if you paid Six mana, so it's three in the white and squad two. You're actually making three ultramarines honor guards. Yeah, with your commander. Yeah. Seems pretty good. Yeah, yeah very good. Uh, inspiring leader is a great little background. It says commander creatures you own have creature tokens you control. Get plus two, plus two. Uh, backgrounds seem quite good if your commander has inst- indestructible. Yeah, yeah, it's a good <laughs> Harder part. to interact with. And then you have your Cathar's Crusade. You can play the original Elish Norn. Mm-hmm. Intangible Virtue is another great Classics. way to just get more token uh, synergy going up. So, of course, White also is doing better at card draw, and it yeah. relates to creatures, too. Uh-huh. Uh, Rumor Gatherer. We've talked about it a lot lately. This is a great card. One White White. For, it has Alliance. Whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control, scry one. If this is the second time this ability has resolved this turn, draw a card instead. Yeah, so each token is going to scry one, draw you a card, basically. Yeah, because you'll, you'll have two. Yeah. yeah. Welcoming Vampire, Tokasia's Welcome. These are both ways that creatures enter the battlefield. It's like sort of the new mentor of the Meeks, right? Mm-hmm. Creature with power two or less enters the battlefield. You draw a card once each turn for Welcoming Vampire. Tokasia's Welcome is similar. Man value three or less draw card once each turn yeah so white has a lot of new ways to now just start getting what they want Mm -hmm. uh in in terms of both the tokens and the tokens immediately turning into card advantage for you and of course if you're flooding your board with tokens you are going to want to protect it and it's a little bit tricky to protect because of bounce spells and all of these minus x wipes that we've talked about at the beginning so what i really like if you're playing a token deck is to have phasing protection yeah like the new one clever concealment two white white for an instant with convoke any number of target non-land permanents you control phase out. Wow. So you can just, it could be free. Could be free. With all your tokens. Yeah. 
and you just phase out anything that would die in the board wipe and it's safe and your tokens phasing does not make them leave the battlefield so Mm -hmm. all of your tokens will phase back in yeah you don't want things that bounce your whole board and exile them that way because the tokens don't come back yeah but guardian of faith is another one white white flash vigilance when there's the battlefield any number of other target creatures you control phase out Yes, protect them. Yeah, and that can be really be game ending for someone that's like, okay, the only way to kill you is with a board wipe. Mm-hmm. It's like, sorry, I have two, uh, one, I have a Guardian of Faith, and yep. I have a free way to cast c- Clever Concealment. Yep. So I think white is definitely really stacking up to be kind of a menace at some board states because it just has ways to dodge the mm-hmm. more popular forms of removal. And your commander has indestructible. Don't yep, forget. Yeah, that too. Uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about about this commander is obviously doubling tokens is a very powerful effect, mm-hmm. but the other ability on this, on Mondrak, is a sack outlet. Oh. Which in tokens deck is incredibly powerful uh, because it gives you a way to like take advantage of the, of yeah. the all of the bodies that you've made. So in mono white, it's a little bit trickier, but there are a lot of uh, cards that trigger when stuff dies. So Requiem Angel says whenever another non-spirit creature you control dies, put a 1-1 white spirit creature token with flying onto the battlefield. Wow, that's a great way to turn all of your 1-1 little dudes into 1-1 flyers. Yeah, two of them. They, yeah, so exactly. Splits them in half. Yeah, that's yeah. Every token doubles up now, so you turn yeah. a board from ten to twenty. You know, mm-hmm. uh, boss's chauffeur is an elf citizen, four and a white front with a zero zero, and it enters with a number of one one counters equal to the uh, one plus the number of other creatures you control. But when another, whenever another creature enters the battlefield, you put a one one counter on boss's chauffeur, and the best part is when the chauffeur dies. Oh my gosh, you make one one, uh, one one green and white citizen creature token for each counter on it. Well, one one counter on it. Yeah, so it just bursts into a ton of little citizens. Yeah, it's like that Vona, not Vona, there's a white black commander that does a similar thing. Yeah, but and it's tough like, when you don't have a sack outlet in your deck to play abilities like that. But yeah. if you can respond to a bounce or if you can respond to an exile effect, then you can still get that effect reliably. Yep. Yeah, uh, murder, murder investigation, investigation. Yeah, yeah. does a similar thing. It's been a while since uh, since we've seen a murder Magic investigation. Magic origins. Yeah, very it's old. an aura that says whenever enchanted creature dies, put X one one white soldier creature tokens onto the battlefield where X is its power. Yeah, similarly, Belfry Spirit is an old haunt card that mm-hmm. does the same similar thing when it enters a play or when the creature it's haunting gets put in the graveyard. You get to put two one one black bat creature tokens with flying into play or on the yeah. battlefield. And we've seen a ton of support with white and graveyard stuff lately. So being mm-hmm. able to reuse ETBs uh, with a, with effects like brought back, uh, it, like if something goes to the graveyard, you just bring it right back to the battlefield. So you yep. could like, sacri- in response to a swords targeting your Sun Titan, you sacrifice the Sun Titan brought and back. then use brought back to bring it right back to the battlefield. Cosmic Intervention does a similar thing. Uh, or somebody tries to steal your Sun Titan. God forbid. My God sweet forbid. boy. Oh, uh, you're you not could, even getting the ETB trigger if they yeah. steal it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you could just sacrifice it in response. Okay, let's talk about the indestructibility counters. Uh, many of you probably are thinking, oh, the Myojin all mm-hmm. have a similar thing because they, they enter with a, an indestructible counter if you yeah. cast it from your hand. Clarification, it is just the new Myojins. The old ones have divinity yeah. counters. The oh, new right. ones are indestructible counters. Yeah, 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 yeah. the new Myojins, sorry. Yeah. Uh, but the nice thing is that White actually has gotten one of the best cards ever for moving counters around. It's mm. called Resourceful Defense. It's two and a white enchantment. Whenever a permanent you control leaves the battlefield, if it had counters on it, put those counters on target permanent you control. So it's kind of ozolithy there, mm-hmm. but even better, four and a white activated ability, move any number of counters from target permanent you control to another target permanent you control. So you get instant speed, protect something else with an indestructible counter yeah. with resourceful defense. Or with the Myojin, you can take a counter from your commander because it says uh, remove an indestructible counter from Myojin, create a 1-1 colorless spirit creature token for each permanent you control. Ah, 
but doubled. Yeah, but doubled. And it's hard to cast an 8-drop Myojin, but maybe you have a way to, you know, revive it from the graveyard instead. Move a counter over with resourceful defense or that land, scavenging uh, nesting grounds, and yeah. blammo, instant remove it, make a thousand one ones. Yeah, or activate it multiple times in a Instant turn. Instant speed, Ooh. yeah. This is a great way to move spells around in, or move counters around in white. It's contractual safeguard. Uh, this is also from New Capenna. A lot of that two in a white for an instant. It says if you cast the spell during your main phase, put a shield counter on a creature you control. Hmm. And then it says choose a kind of counter on a creature you control. Put a counter of that kind on each other creature you control. Wow. Yeah, That's really good, good with an indestructible commit counter on your board. Yeah, that across your whole board, that mm-hmm. is going to make it very hard for people to get rid of you. Um, Audric Lunark Marshall cares about indestructible, gives it to your whole team. Mm-hmm. So that's just a card to think about if you're playing this deck and you, you want to have that alpha strike, right? And you have a 1-1 flyer and an indestructible commander, then you have mm-hmm. indestructible flyers coming at you. That's probably going to win you a game. Seems pretty good. And if you love Pariah's shield, you can also have Pariah if you're playing white. <laughs> uh, that's the aura version of that. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about this in the 99 as just an anointed procession type effect. We've actually gone through and taken a look at comparisons about decks that are actually playing the cards that are the most comparable to sort of see, would you put this into a deck and is it already a popular effect or not? Yeah, and I think with Mundrak, the answer is a resounding yes. Uh, Anointed Procession is in almost 90,000 decks on EDA Trek, and that is a comparable white effect. We know that these green effects are very popular as well. Doubling Season, Parallel Lives, even Second Harvest, which only does this effect once, Mm -hmm. is in 55,000 decks. Yeah, so that's a lot, obviously, and it just means that this is a very powerful ability. And if you look at the prices, too, of where Anointed Procession, Parallel Lives, and Doubling Season have gotten to, Mm. it'll be clear to you that this is not only a powerful thing, but it's a popular thing. A lot of people right. have tokens. A lot of people have token generation. Token generation isn't going anywhere. Yeah. So you can understand why people keep putting it in. Yeah, I mean, the value only goes up as they create newer, newer tokens because yep. um, there's more things to double. Mm-hmm. So we want to do a quick comparison between these existing effects and the, the new effects. Uh, so this is on rate with the other effects that we've seen. Yeah, it just costs white, white instead of three in the white, like Anointed Procession. Right, so it's it's comparable to both Anointed Procession and Parallel Lives. It's one cheaper than Doubling Season, but mm-hmm. obviously has a little bit less value on it. Um, plus, it has this added sack outlet yeah, that's right. It. it has the secondary ability, which I think makes it really, really strong in like Orzov uh, aristocrat decks, yeah, in black white decks. You are totally fine just paying one generic mana for this, paying and four, four life. life yeah, you're gaining you're life. Get it right back. Yeah. So being able to have a token doubler and a sack outlet in the command zone seems incredible, or not in the command zone, but in your deck. In your deck, yeah. Is uh, is some real utility in an aristocrat deck. Yeah, really good. Uh, on top of this, it just attacks and blocks. It's just an indestructible creature. Yeah, and the the cost for it, you might think, oh, two artifacts or creatures. If your deck is already trying to do this sort of thing, you will find it's a lot easier than you may expect. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think it's just good in cr- any creature deck that yeah. is running a Guardian Project yeah. or a Rumor Gatherer because you just have you can just more and more ways to just get more stuff out. You're drawing, you're replenishing, you're keeping things safe. There's a lot going on with this card that's good. Yeah, I mean, the fact that it's a creature and not an enchantment does have added utility in those kind of decks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, you can reanimate it. You can yeah. put in Animate Dead on it. You can play just reanimate because Sneak you have more colors. Yeah. yeah, white doesn't have as many options when it comes to that. So it yeah. makes a lot of sense. Yeah, for sure. Um, there are a couple of downsides. It's easier to remove because it's on a creature. Um, yeah. But it could be indestructible. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it's easy to die in board wipes, but also it could be indestructible. Yeah, if everything else is going away already, you're totally fine paying and yeah. sacrificing two things that were going to die anyway to give that right. indestructible. Right. Um, uh, or, you know, sacrifice four things, put two indestructible counters on stuff. I don't know what you're doing. That seems cool. Yeah, it seems pretty cool. Uh, yeah, you can stack up multiple counters notably. Yeah. Um, uh, and it's legendary, so you can't necessarily, you know, there's yeah. some things around that you can't like clone it easily. Yeah. You know. I mean, but this effect, I think that the pros definitely outweigh the cons here by yeah. a lot. I mean, anything that you can do to have more of this effect, commander players are going to do. It goes in a ton of commanders. Yeah. I mean, like any, if your commander says token on it, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. put it in your deck, right? Yeah. Adeline, Resplendent Cathar, yeah. Tasa Karlov. Ugh, it's gross in Tasa Karlov. Yeah, black-white decks especially giving that extra access to Yeah, Alenda the Dusk Rose. Yeah, that's a great tokens aristocrat deck. Uh, Osgir the Reconstructor is mm-hmm. making tokens that double. Don't forget, it's not just creature tokens. Gross. Yeah, yeah that's Gross. Kaikar wins Ew. fury. <laughs> and of course, a classic Orzov token commander, Tholis, Reverent Medium. Yeah, very good. So I'm pretty high on Mondrak. This card just seems like what the ecosystem needed for a lot of players that can't shell out, you know, to get that Onoina procession or whatever. And here's, yeah. a, here's a great card in this set that hopefully will maybe, I mean, look, I don't love seeing everyone running Anointed procession, but the more versions of this out there, means that more people have access to it and the yeah. decks get, you know, better as a result. Redundant effects matter in singleton formats. So, yes. all right, we're going to move on to the blue Dominus of the cycle. Uh, this one is Tekuthal Inquiry Dominus. Tekuthal. Yeah. Um, gets... Tek- Tekuthal? I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Tekuthal. Tekuthal. Uh, two blue blue for a three five flying. It says, if you would proliferate, proliferate twice instead. There's that double. And then it has an activated ability that's one Phyrexian blue, Phyrexian blue. Remove three counters from among other artifacts, creatures, and planeswalkers you control, colon. Put an indestructible counter on Tekuthal Inquiry Dominus. Okay, now on the surface, I'm already like, this seems way harder than just sacking a couple of creatures because you're making double the tokens and all that. You have to be proliferating Mm. or have just a lot of different kinds of counters you can remove. Yeah, I mean, removing three counters from among, so it doesn't have to be all three on one thing. You Mm -hmm. could remove a counter from this, a counter from that, a counter from this. Uh, And if you're proliferating, uh, you're going to want counters around. Yep. Uh, So I could see this being easy enough to activate. Um, And having indestructible in blue is sort of wild. Like an indestructible 3-5 flyer is crazy Mm -hmm. that's an enormous blocker so you have to proliferate obviously that's the name of the game here flux channeler allows you to do it when you cast non-creature spells so this could be like a spells matter deck Mm -hmm. maybe some planeswalker support inexorable tide same thing any cast of a spell you proliferate draw a card tesseret's gambit lets you do it with drawing and also has that phyrexian mana in there Mm -hmm. Uh, thrumming bird does it on combat damage sword of truth and justice also does on combat damage contentious plan there's just so many different ways to proliferate. Um, yeah. Throne of Geth seems like if you're playing a mono blue deck, you probably are loaded up on artifacts. Is yeah. tap, sacrifice, and artifact proliferate. I think if you're playing this as the commander, you need all of these proliferate effects. You need a yeah. very high density because your commander doesn't do anything if you're not proliferating. <laughs> yeah, true. It's not like you're making counters and tokens. You're specifically right. doing an ability from the past that has a name to it. Right. And I think 25 pro- proliferate effects is going to be a little tricky. Um, yeah. So anything that you can find that 
that says proliferate, especially the powerful ones, but maybe even just the contentious plants. Makes it tougher, uh, though, in mono blue, yeah. for sure. But mm-hmm. we'll keep talking as though, as though it's going to be a uh, commander here. Yeah. All right. So what are we proliferating? Well, I love doing this to charge counters. Yeah. So Everflowing Chalice, you play it early or late, uh, but it adds... You know, you add a charge counter to it for every time you kick it. Normally, it's just a two-mana rock that taps for one. But once you proliferate, it becomes a two-mana rock that taps for two, three, four, five, up and up and up and up. There's a ton of things that do this lately. I've really liked Component Pouch. Mm. This is a three-mana artifact that says tap, remove a component counter from Component (laughs) Pouch. Add two mana of different colors. Or tap, roll a d20. Put a one through nine is put a component counter on it. And 10 through 20 is put two component counters on it. So once you have one component counter on it, this is a three-mana rock that taps for two every turn. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, which is quite strong. And it's very similar to Coalition Relic, which is also good with Proliferation. Yeah, Coalition Relic is great. You get those charge counters. Uh, Treasure Map is the one that you want to get more landmark counters on so you can flip it quickly. Sometimes mm-hmm. I've seen people sit there and be like, oh, just this thing will never flip over at this point. Yeah. Um, there's also depletion counters on these old lands, and they allow you to remove one to add two mana. In this yeah. case, now you're adding more depletion counters, so it just becomes a land that taps for two every time. Two colored mana. It's yeah. really strong. Yeah, yeah, totally. Astral Cornucopia is probably the strongest of the oh, charge yeah. counters. It's XXX, and it enters the battlefield with X charge counter. So for three mana, it gets one, and you can tap to add that much mana. But once you start increasing that number, whoo, this yeah. is a three mana rock that taps for three, four, five, six, seven. You know, it just goes up. Yeah, and every time you proliferate, you're proliferating twice. So it's like right. this thing isn't Good just point. going from one to two. It's going from one to three, three to five, five to seven. Yikes. Uh, this next group is, there's a ton of, artifacts that have are counter-based and interaction like lux cannon is Mm -hmm. a classic one uh you can tap it to put a charge counter on it and then you can also tap it to remove three charge counters from it to destroy target permanent any permanent yeah but it's very hard to do because you have to take three turns of tapping and doing it over Mm -hmm. again so that's why it's good to have some proliferate yeah transmogrifying wand also has some charge counters that you can destroy creatures and they make a little two four white ox creature tokens i love it that's a lot of fun yeah uh umazawa's gta once this thing gets a bunch of counters on it you're just killing things yeah you're just giving random things minus three minus three and you can also just keep adding him Mm but just attacking and just adding two charge counters each time too with combat damage Simic Manipulator is a cute one that I had not seen before. It's one blue blue Mm -hmm. for a creature with Evolve. And it says, tap, remove one or more plus one plus one counters from Simic Manipulator. Gain control of target creature with power less than or equal to the number of plus one plus one counters removed this way. Yeah, I played this in my early Marchesa deck. Yeah, I mean, anytime you can steal stuff. Anytime, it's a good time. Uh, Threats. So let's talk about how you can actually make Tekuthal into something that, well, kind of helps you win the game. Because proliferating a bunch doesn't really get you there. It's a lot of value, but it doesn't exactly close anything out. Yeah, so Gavel of the Righteous uh, cares about charge counters as well, and it's going to give a quick creature plus one, plus one for each counter. It adds one at the beginning of combat, but you can double those up. You can proliferate on them. And then when it has four more counters, it gives the creature double strike. Or you can also equip it by just removing a counter from it, which is kind of cool. Right. I mean, so if this thing gets loaded up with counters, you have a 3-5 flying commander. Yeah, now it's uh, a 6-8 double striker. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, it's even 7-7, seven, seven, yeah, so 14. If you get, this thing could really take a person out, and they're not going to expect commander damage from a mono blue deck, which is pretty fun. Yeah, it's a good point. Uh, Dark Steel Reactor is a kind of a weird one. It's a 4-mana indestructible artifact, and it says at the beginning of your upkeep, you may put a charge counter on Dark Steel Reactor, and when it has 20 or more charge counters on it, you win! That turns proliferation into a win con. You win. You win. 
and then the the reactor blows up <laughs> i guess mindless automaton uh you put uh one encounters on when it enters the battlefield and then you can remove them to draw a card so again every time you remove two so you just proliferate once you're gonna get those two each time pretty yeah. good and then I guess you could just go the infect route, proliferate, right? This gives double proliferate on an infect counter is going to get that person to dead faster for mm-hmm. sure. And the nice thing is you don't actually have to play your commander till later. You can start off blighted agent, viral drake, corrupted conscience, get the poison counters in. Yeah. Then cast your commander, cast a couple of proliferate spells. Same turn, right? With eight mana, let's say four mana commander, two ways to proliferate, boom, someone's going to go from six to 10 poison counters just like that. Yeah, it's pretty scary stuff, uh, especially Viral Drake, which has an activated ability that lets you proliferate. Deli- yeah, you too. proliferate. Yeah. That's a good point. It's really strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you also have Grafted Exoskeleton, the classic yeah. for anyone that wants to get into the Infect world. Ink Moth Nexus, good times. Yeah. Uh, or Mono Blue is a great place for Planeswalkers. Teferi right. Master of Time is one of the most powerful command, uh, Planeswalkers in Commander. Um, so proliferating this is going to get you to its ultimate, which is minus 10. Take two extra turns after this one. Yeah, and you're allowed to plus one this every turn as well. So that'll get there pretty quickly mm. um, as long as you can protect it. Narset Parter Avails. These are the old commander, or the old planeswalkers that allow you to downtick twice or three times and then they sort of sit at one loyalty. But now this gives you extra activations to dig through your library, find some non-creatures. Pretty cool. I really like Jace Cunning Castaway in a, in a mono blue deck because it's one blue blue for a three loyalty planeswalker, but it's minus five. It says create two tokens that are copies of Jace Cunning Castaway, except they're not legendary. Mm. So if you can get it to that ultimate with a couple proliferates and then split it, now your proliferates are so much more powerful right, you're because you have three planeswalkers in one card. Yeah, that's pretty good. Moon Gauntlet. This yeah, is a this new, is new one. Yeah, it's a mono blue card that cares about planeswalkers. Two in the blue artifact, Planeswalkers you control have a new activated ability of zero, or Planeswalker ability, zero proliferate. <laughs> <laughs> so each Planeswalker can now additionally proliferate. You could stick this on your Teferi and, Master of yeah, Time, right? And, yep, you could do it every turn. And everything gets it's, that counter up, yeah. yeah. And then minus 12, they also gain uh, minus 12, take an extra turn after this one. And then when you ever you cast a non-creature spell, choose a counter on target permanent, put an additional counter of that kind on that permanent. That's just proliferate spelled out. Yeah, not quite. Uh, it's only on one permanent, but yeah. still. Yeah. Um, which right. is balanced thank goodness <laughs> proliferate again you can do it to everything that has a counter including your opponent's creatures should you desire oh my god all right uh before we move on to oh no i guess there's one more section about this but let's do some horrible tech this thing's a horror and there are some cute horror uh tribal cards <laughs> Go for it, i wanted Rachel. to mention yeah please sonic ritual is a new card it's for blue blue for a sorcery it has replicate tap an untapped horror you control your commander's one mm-hmm. exile target instant or sorcery card from a graveyard and copy it you may cast the copy without paying its mana cost exile psionic ritual nice so you want just classic six mana cast two instants and sorceries maybe you cast a contentious plan and proliferate uh grill philosopher is a real dummy he's a horror (laughs) wizard it says when grell enters the battlefield and at the beginning of your upkeep each horror you control gains all activated abilities of target artifact and opponent controls until end of turn cool you may spend blue mana as though it were mana of any color to activate these abilities so now you have grell and your commander both have like you turn them into mana rocks or you Mm -hmm, turn them mm -hmm. into any number of terrifying artifacts uh on your opponent's board okay let's talk about the uh phyrexian activated ability on tekuthal which is removing counters from permanence uh you would think oh no i don't want to do that my planeswalker and all this stuff i want to be up ticking not down ticking but 
there's some cool counters you can remove. There's like yeah. some bad counters. There are definitely some bad counters. So Glen Alendra Archmage is Ugh. the first entry here. It has persist when it dies. It if it had no minus one minus one counters on it, it enters the battlefield with a minus one minus one counter on it. So you can come back. You can use it again to counter something. This usually can end games, right? Mm-hmm. If you find a way to get a plus one plus one counter on it to negate that, or in this case, removing the minus one minus one counter with Tekathal's ability. Yeah, if you like Persist, you're going to love Cauldron of Souls. Uh, this gives all, well, any number of target creatures Persist. Including the commander, by the way. Including your commander uh, or any number of other creatures. And then your commander removes them. So you can use Cauldron of Souls to basically protect your board from all destroy or dies, board mm-hmm. wipes every turn. Yeah, pretty good. Uh, Thing in the Ice comes in with four ice counters and then removes all of them. It becomes the Awoken Horror that bounces all non-horrors. Not your commander, though. Because he's a horror. That's amazing. <laughs> wow. The, that's great. You know what? Let's just end the episode there. <laughs> Coronazo is a three and a blue for an illusion. It's the three through flying and is vanishing three. So it comes into play with three time counters on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it says when it is put into a graveyard from play, if it, if it had no time counters on it, put two tokens into play that are copies of it. Very cool. So you so, could block with the Chronozoa, remove the counters from it, and then immediately it splits into two Chronozoas. And you can remove those counters. And yeah, yeah, it spreads like a germ. <laughs> or a horror, I or suppose. Horror, it looks like a germ. It's horror-y. Uh, Maze Mind Tome. This is an amazing, great value card. You can add page counters to scry one, and you can also put page counters on it for two more mana to draw a card. But when it gets to four, you exile it and gain four life. So you want to keep that Maze Mind Tome around, just remove those counters, keep adding them back on. Yeah, Reckoner Bankbuster does a similar thing. Yeah, uh, busting the bank. It has charge counters, but eventually you uh, you run out of charge counters. Mm-hmm. But this is a great thing to proliferate, and then you could remove counters, and it, it, it's a good countery thing to... I, it, it works backwards than I thought. All right, tell <laughs> me about this next card, Musician. Yes, I would like to have a talk about Musician. This is a... <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to Rachel's Talk About Musician. Just in general. No, no, it's a card. (laughs) Two two and a blue for a creature human wizard with a cumulative upkeep. One. Those are counters. You can remove those. Yeah. Then it says tap, put a music counter on target creature. (laughs) If it doesn't have, if it it doesn't have at the beginning of your upkeep, destroy this creature until you, unless unless you pay one for each music counter on it, it gains that ability. So. Oh, it's worded really weird, you guys. It kind of makes every creature with a music counter on it now have to pay an extra mana during their upkeep. Yeah. Yes. It's kind of annoying. Yeah. Um, so you can so it, you can keep him alive by just removing the cumulative upkeep counters from it. Right. And then you can put music counters on your opponent's creatures, which you can proliferate. Oh, my gosh. So it costs <laughs> one more for each of them? Yeah. Wow. I think so. And if you're a mono blue, you got tons of tap on tap abilities. You could just play musician and add like three music counters proliferate. That's kind of like removal. <laughs> <laughs> If it, yeah, I think so. Oh, God, I hope so. Uh, the uh, other cute move you can do is you can turn other stuff, uh, you can turn sagas into artifacts. Right. And, and remove those remove lore counters. The lore counters, repeat, rinse, yeah, all that yeah. good stuff. So Liquid Metal Torque and Liquid Metal Coating both turns your sagas into artifacts. And then there's some amazing sagas in Mono Blue. Yeah, Kiora, Best the Sea God. Gross. Just at that first step, you make an 8-8 Kraken with Hexproof. That's pretty good. It also taps stuff down. Behold the Unspeakable allows you to just draw a bunch of cards as well mm. you don't want it to hit three because once it hits three it goes away it becomes right? a boy yeah, yeah so you want to stick it around one and two uh the worst one is phasing of zelfir oh my god <laughs> <laughs> 
If you can keep removing counters from oh, phasing right. Zulfir, you can phase out another target non-land permanent every single Yeah, and it can't turn. phase in for as long as you control it. As long as it's sticking yeah. on one and two over and over again. You can keep it in play. It's pretty gross. Yeah, I like that pretty a lot. Pretty fun. <laughs> That's very gross. Very gross indeed. Okay, so indestructible counter. Can we move the counter around in mono blue? Blue can. Blue can move it around. Uh, even Cour- Courier is a new card. It's one in a blue for a flyer with one, uh, one, one. Whenever it attacks, choose a counter on a permanent you control. Put a counter of that kind on target a permanent you control if it doesn't have a counter of that kind on it. Wow. So you could do this first to the cur- Courier if you don't have any good attacks to give it indestructible. Yep. And then mm-hmm. after that, you're just adding an indestructable counter each turn. Yep. To Leech Bonder uh, is an older card. Two in a blue. Uh, comes into play with two minus one minus one counters on it. But you can also play blue, untap it, move a counter from target creature onto another target creature. Yeah, as long as you can figure out how to tap him. That's really That's good. That's your job. <laughs> because you can use the Leech Bonder itself, or you can just do another thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you're definitely going to play some tap untapping abilities in this deck yeah. for sure. I mean, you could attack with the Leech Bonder and then activate ta- and then untap it in attack and then move the indestructible counter to the leech bonder now you've, mm-hmm. now you have a clean attack yeah and then you can also remove the minus one minus one counters one with the proliferate ability not sorry with the commander's ability yeah a lot, a lot yeah. of different things you could do there for sure uh let's talk about the miogen in blue because you can move that indestructible counter around miogen of cryptic dreams five blue 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 is eight drop for three three keep listening uh <laughs> you can remove an indestructible counter from miogen of cryptic dreams to copy target permanent spell you control three times Oof, that's big game Oof. agent of treachery miogen of cryptic dreams done gross i and, mean yeah it's i it's it's pretty sweet if you ask me yeah if you can get that instructor counter on of course right you, you need to move it first mm. and then remove it or cast this thing for eight mana so yeah it's a little tough okay let's talk about in the 99 because i think a lot of people are probably like okay i get it this yeah, may yeah, not be yeah, my commander yeah. but i kind of love the proliferate twice instead fact uh, so let's talk about some comparisons. Evolution Sage. We found this in 60,000 plus decks. Whenever yeah. a land enters the battlefield and under your control, proliferate. Yeah, there's not a ton. There's nothing that says whenever you proliferate, proliferate again. Right. So this is this is a one of a kind thing. So these are the things that proliferate the most. And that's the Flux Channer, Inexorable Tide that we've talked about before. Rolesque Apex Hybrid is a creature that when it dies, it says proliferate, then proliferate. Kind of, yeah. So it's sort of similar. And even that, which is a two color card, is in almost 8,000 decks. Wow. And let's talk, about, let's talk about one of the most popular commanders of all time mm. Atraxa Praetor's Voice at the beginning of your end step proliferate this card and uh, the Tekathal Inquiry Dominus just seem like they have to go together right it's completely insane and yeah. even Atraxa which is a four color commander is in 5,000 decks so commander players <laughs> in the 99 it's impossible to put in and people are like no yeah, I'm yeah. doing I'm it I'm finding a way I'm putting it in brand new card Azuri Stalker of Spheres uh, allows you to when it enters the battlefield pay three and proliferate twice and also whenever you proliferate draw a card so you're going to be doubling the proliferate you're going to be drawing the double of cards it's kind of cool yeah, so I mean, there's the the pros to this card versus the other ones is uh, this. There's no other card like it. <laughs> yeah. If your if your commander says proliferate on it, this is the only way you're going to get this effect, which is great. Yeah, and you you do have to be running proliferate as a con though, because it just aren't as many cards now. Frexia yeah. always adds a bunch into the uh, the whole ecosystem, but it's not as popular as doubling counters like we did with Mondrak, right? Uh, yeah, tokens. Yeah. Tokens. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, it's um. 
it's definitely has to be in a dedicated counter strategy with a ton of proliferate cards. Like you almost yeah. only want it on your commander mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because it's, it is, it is harder to accidentally proliferate than it yeah. is to make tokens. So make sure that if you're running it in the 99, you have at least a, what, 20 cards that say proliferate, like yeah. a ton. Yeah. So let's talk about some commanders it could work with. Yeah. Uh, we just talked about the new Azuri. It's got proliferate on the thing. Same with the Traxa. Uh, and then there's some other interesting ones. Anamar, Soul of Elements, oh, maybe yeah. a card you want to proliferate onto because it makes creature spells cost less yeah. for each one with counter on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it seems pretty good to be able to maybe move an indestructible counter onto Anamar onto as Anamar. well. Onto Anamar, even yeah. more protection. Uh, I thought Dika was cool. Dika says whenever you cast an, or copy an instant or sorcery and you create a 0-0 green and blue fractal creature token and you put X plus one plus one counters on it where X is that spell's mana value. Mm. So I think you, you're, if you're making all of these these little high, uh, what are they, fractals, yeah. then you're going to want to be proliferating because that's a ton of power you can put Yeah, just make them bigger and bigger. Yeah. Um, Peer and Toothy, really popular card. Toothy adds 1-1 one, one counters onto itself and Peer doubles up the counters similar to if one or more counters we put on, then that many plus one of those kinds of counters are put on that permanent instead. Yeah. So proliferate just seems naturally at home there. But again, you need to build it into the deck. Another one I really liked was Rixmuthy's Slumbering Isle. Oh, Because you right. can use it to remove counters from a Rixmuthy. Right, right. And sometimes you don't want it to turn into a creature, so you can also proliferate it Prolifer- and, and control it a little yeah. bit. It's kind of fun. You just It never wakes up. <laughs> and you. then you could make them indestructible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, another good card we talked about, Rolesk, does proliferate already. Yep. Um, and I've seen Vadric, Astral Archmage, do a lot of work. This allows you to cast instant sorceries for X less where X is Vadric's power. And then whenever it becomes day or night or night becomes day you put a plus one plus one counter on badrick so the more power he's got uh the less your instance and sorceries cost yeah i think if techethal was green it would make it a much better card as it stands right now it seems like it really needs to just slot into a deck that's already trying to do it yeah because proliferate is a keyword ability it's different than just if you would create that many tokens or yeah. if you would do damage so we can already see this a bit more narrow but still yeah. a cool card very cool all right, we have three more Domini legends to talk about, including my favorite of the bunch. Surprise, we haven't gotten there yet. Uh, you know, we're going to Wooburg order after all. But before we do that, we're going to take a quick break and hear a message from our mineral sponsors. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. 
we can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Now streaming, only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome, welcome. It's a great day to be talking about Magic Cards, Rachel. Have you been completed? This feels like a <laughs> for... Let me it's just wipe perfect, this oil from my... It's a perfect day to be complete. We have three more legends here. The first one is Mono Black. It's Drivnod... Carnage Dominus. It's pretty sweet. It looks... Pr- I'm, I'm looking at the art, though. It doesn't look that scary, right? It's I mean, he looks like some bad meat left on a grill. <laughs> you know, or like, like your dog a, couldn't finish the bone you yeah. gave it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or if yeah, a hot dog exploded on the grill nice. and it left this sort of drip. In That's, a rib cage. Just yeah, random. Yeah, so sure. this is three black black <laughs> for an 8-3 legendary for Phyrexian. If a creature dying causes a triggered ability of a permanent control to trigger, that ability triggers an additional time. And even more exciting, this does not require technically any mana because it's just Phyrexian Black twice. Mm-hmm. So Black Black or two life in the black or two life, two life. Exile three creature cards from your graveyard and put an indestructible counter on Drivnod. That seems a bit more doable, I feel like, in Mono Black, right? I mean, you don't want to be exiling creature cards from your graveyard. Yeah, that's true. But at least you don't need to pay any mana to do it if you need to, which is kind of cool. Yeah, that's true. It could be free if something terrible happens. You could do it in response to a Bajuka Bog sure. or something Oh, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Good call. Um, so, well, let's make some stuff die. If this is our commander, we definitely want dies triggers in mm-hmm. the 99. Uh, Junji, the Midnight Sky. The Afterlife mechanic. Yeah, is a is a great way to kill some stuff. Body Launderer, I've talked about before, is a great dies trigger. When it dies, return another target yeah. non-rogue creature card with equal or lesser power from your graveyard to the battlefield. Yeah, Dutiful Attendant brings that back to your hand. Mm-hmm. Even Death Dracolich wants to die because you can cast it uh, from your graveyard if a creature not named it died this turn. And you're probably yeah. going to kill a lot of things. I love this Vindictive Lich. This card is a house. He rules. When it dies, choose one or more. Each mode must target a different player. So you can make one person sack a creature, one person discard two cards, one person lose two life, and then do it again. Ugh, that's so gross. This will end someone's game. If you target someone with sack a creature twice, or discard two cards twice, or discard two cards and sack a creature, right? You can really pinpoint what you're doing here. Even losing 10 life can really, really put somebody in the, like, close to zero. Yeah, 23 versus 13, right? That is a complete world of difference. Uh, Also, you want tokens in a deck that wants stuff to die. There's a lot of uh, other dies triggers that double up when you can sack the little things you don't care about. So Ophiomancers, great in a deck like this. Sengir Autocrat comes in and makes a bunch of surf tokens. Mm, Nice. Chittering Witch makes rats equal to the number of opponents you have uh, ogre slumlord just keeps pumping out more rats yeah That's so ogre good. slumlord is one of the cards that like we're profiting off of death right where he doesn't want to die but he likes to see others die uh <laughs> pitiless plunderer is another one yeah uh, good dies trigger for tokens very good yeah makes uh treasures and it's whenever another creature 
right? So it doesn't even mm-hmm. care about tokens versus non-tokens. Uh, an oldie but a goodie, Pawn of Ulamog also makes 0-1 colorless Eldrazi spawn creature tokens for non-token creature designing, and those can add mana, so that's ramp. Uh, Grim Harrowspex is going to draw you cards. Same with Harvester of Souls and the new Liliana, all that good stuff. Yeah, ton of ton of things in black that want to see creatures die. Bastion of Remembrance, Blood Artist, Zulaport mm-hmm. Cutthroat, all of these want your tokens to die and will reward you for it twice as much you're getting double the zulaport blood artist triggers mm. you're getting double the massacre worm triggers. yeah right? whenever a creature an opponent controls dies they lose two life so now they lose four yeah that massacre worm could maybe just end someone's game when you play it absolutely i mean massacre worm can already end games uh if they if they lose four life for every creature that dies to it uh that is going to shut the game down i also like body count two in the Mm -hmm. black or you can spectacle it out for a black you draw a creature for each creature that died under your control this turn instant speed just a really solid instant and then if you really just want to be mean butcher of malakir dictate of erebos yeah great fact all of those instead of everyone sacking one creature for creature that you're sacking they're sacking two this Mm -hmm. becomes a board wipe with just like three creatures dead yeah. You know? uh, in a deck like this, you also want sack outlets. Of course, Woe Strider is one of my favorites. It enters, oh, yeah. makes a goat, and then you can sack creatures and scry one. Yep. And you can escape it back from the graveyard later as well. Uh, Yeheni, great sack outlet there. Priest of the Forgotten Gods. Takes a little longer to get online, but you tap it, sack two other creatures. Any number of target players each lose two life and sack a creature. You add black, black, and draw a card underrated that's a huge effect double that up with this commander uh, you, gg yeah, that's not a dice trigger but it's still insane yeah, oh, yeah, yeah skull yeah. clamp is a dice trigger that you double up that's you will right. draw Sorry. four cards off of a skull clamp yeah so yeah Ugh. just so everyone is reminded because i read it wrong yeah. if a creature dying causes a triggered ability of a permanent you control to trigger so yeah. priest of forgotten gods is just you're tapping a sacrifice it's not causing anything to happen yeah village rights though is a good way to draw cards and make an additional use of just being of the sack creatures and all that stuff. Yeah, another great like sack outlet. I don't know if I'd call it that, but it's great. It's saw in half. That's a sack outlet. It's a sack outlet. Yeah, uh, kinda, yeah. <laughs> you destroy target creature if that creature dies this way. It's actually you can't double this. It's not a permanent. If that creature dies this way, its controller creates two tokens that are copies of that creature, except their base power is half that creature's power, and their base toughness is half that creature's toughness. Round up each time. Well, instead you saw in half your blood artist. You saw in half now, a blood artist, and you got two blood artists. And you then saw in those half will double your vindictive lich then you double your vindictive lich make two vindictive liches you sack those so six vindictive lich triggers that feels okay to me yeah sir conrad the grim is another great one because it's uh it's it's right you're looking to get cards into the graveyard Mm -hmm. and sir conrad's going to double it up as well yeah because it's really hard to activate like you said you don't want to just be exiling creatures out of your graveyard because you know maybe they're part of your strategy maybe they have dredge on them yeah but sir connor says whenever another creature dies or creature cards put into the graveyard from anywhere other than the battlefield so milling mm. uh or a creature leaves your graveyard, yeah. your commander's ability, Sir Conrad deals one damage to each opponent. Yeah, so, so Sir Conrad wow. really does it all with Dripnod because it, it doubles up the dice triggers and ever, when you exile those three creatures, yeah. which you may not like love doing, you still get paid off for that for with Sir Conrad. Yep, yep. And uh, then you've got cards like Sir Conrad in there, Desecrated Tomb. Mm-hmm. Whenever one or more creature cards leave your graveyard, you make a 1-1 one, one black bat creature token with flying. Yeah, Keep Torma some token does it fodder. roughly the same thing. When something leaves your graveyard, you get paid mm-hmm. off with a little zombie token, which is nice. Yeah, that's cool. I, there's a lot of synergy here just in mono black. Obviously, oh, yeah. when we get past it, you'll see that this card works in a lot of decks. Yeah. All right, so what do we do with an indestructible creature, especially an indestructible 8-3 Ooh. in Commander? Kill him. Right? Yeah, you hit him with it. Yeah, you hit him with it. This, uh, is, this is the best I could do, I think, is is these two next cards. Pestilence. 
like Pyrohemia, but for black, two black, mm-hmm. black, enchantment at end of turn. If there are no creatures, you sacrifice it, but you can just pay a black and deal one damage to each creature and each player. And if your commander is indestructible, you never have to sack Pestilence, mm-hmm. and you can wipe the board, and now you're left with an 8-3 indestructible to smack people with. Yeah, that's got 20 damage marked on it. Seems <laughs> good. Crypt Rats does a similar thing uh, if you want to clear the way for your uh, for Drivnod. Yeah. Okay. Very yeah. good stuff. Mm-hmm. I like all of these ideas. Um, indestructible. Yeah. Can you move the counter in black? Not really. It's just going to be your Ozolith and nesting grounds. All right. Um, well, let's talk about the Miojin then. Miojin of yeah. Grim Betrayal uh, enters the battlefield again with an Instructable counter if you cast it from your hand for mm-hmm. five black, black, black. Or you can remove an Instructable counter from it, put onto the battlefield under your control all creature cards from all graveyards that are put there from anywhere this turn. Thrives of the Dark Realms. <laughs> yeah. Sack your whole board. Bring it back with the Miojin. Move the, if you can move the Indestructible counter, you could do this multiple times. I don't know. That, I think you're already reanimating in this deck, right? Yeah, you're already sure. putting stuff in the graveyard. You got some self-mill, your mm-hmm. citrus suppliers, and now you just have the upside of, hey, you know what? I can't move the counter. I don't have my Nesting Grounds or Ozolith. Whatever. I'm just going to exile my Miojin. Give my yeah. thing an Indestructible counter. I do have those cards reanimate it bring it back do this insane thing yeah. combo off kill everyone that same turn seems crazy all right um we love this kind of effect in the 99 uh based on like tisa karlov does this effect basically mm-hmm. uh and she is white and black and is in twenty thousand decks in the 99 and she's in two colors yeah uh, and so a really we, popular commander too and a very right. popular commander and nightmare shepherd does some things like sort of similar it lets you reuse dies triggers multiple times uh so and that's in uh, almost thirteen thousand decks so we know that commander players are hungry for this kind of effect and yeah. there's some serious upside to drivnod it's one color it can yeah. fit into all of the aristocrat decks on the planet. Mm-hmm. It's also an 8-3. It's huge. <laughs> it is really big. Yeah, if you want to play this commander, commander damage is not only a viable option, it may be one of your better options yeah. for winning the game, right? Because you can control the board by making everyone edict themselves. You can do all sorts of different things. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, hitting someone with an 8-3 that's going to end their game pretty quickly. It's a bit of a win con. Uh, it also protects itself. Uh, Taste has an, a removal magnet because she's doubling the value of what you are right. doing. And this commander protects you from that with an indestructible counter. Actually, I'd say most of the Dominuses are removal magnets. For uh, yeah, for reason. sure. Yeah. yeah. But they, you know, they, they try and defend themselves a little bit. Commanders, you could play this with... Ratadrabic of Urborg allows really you gross. to double up those tokens you're making that are copies. That are, yeah. Again, that's kind of like Nightmare Shepherd. Mm-hmm. Um, Sir Conrad the Grim, we just talked about. Kakusho, the evening star. Ugh, double having up Kakusho's dive yikes, figures yikes, is yikes, insane. Yikes. Yeah. Uh, Toxrail, you could do it. If you play have a Toxrail deck, you make twice as many slugs. I hate that. Yeah. Why would you want to do that? <laughs> you know <laughs> jury master of the review if you're going for that black red sacrifice synergy deck um even slimefoot the stowaway because yeah whenever a sapling dies slimefoot does the drain for you yeah and you run all of these same cards and you couldn't put taste of karlov in a slimefoot deck but no. you can put drift not in there yeah and that again is why that this card is just that good it again same thing with mondrak right it's just a mono one color version of a very popular effect yeah for sure all right, okay. let's move on to the red one of the bunch. It is Solfim Mayhem Dominus. Mayhem Dominus. <laughs> For two red red, this is a 5-4. It says, if a source you control would deal non-combat damage to an opponent or a permanent and opponent controls, it deals double that, that damage to that player or permanent instead. It also says, one, Phyrexian red, Phyrexian red. Discard two cards. Put an indestructible counter on Solfim Mayhem Dominus. Oh man, Mono Red's got card disadvantage for the yeah. indestructible. <laughs> uh, 
It's a hard one. It's okay, though. This is a four mana five four, and this effect is just one that actually wins games. This is, yeah, it's insane. Yeah, this, you've seen this already in a bunch, and we'll talk about some of those cards later, but let's talk about some cards in the 99 of a Sulfim deck that are going to just take full advantage of the fact that this sucker is doubling it all up. Yeah, we're going to want to deal some non-combat damage, and one of the best ways you can do that is just punish people for doing their stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Harsh Mentor is a great way to do this. Yeah, whenever an opponent activates an ability of an artifact creature or land, if it's not a mana ability, Harsh Mentor deals two damage to that player or four damage. So if you're Vortex, oh. blasts them for four every turn. I mean, that's plenty. Yeah, Cemetery Gatekeeper does a similar thing. You're exiling a card, and then anytime someone plays a land or casts a spell. Wait, anytime they play a land? Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. If you've exiled a land with it, yeah, yeah. it becomes a little... Uh, it doubles that up? Yeah, it becomes oh. a Zerza. Oh, no, no, yeah, yeah. Zer- Very similar, Something yeah. Else. Yeah, if it shares a card type with the exiled card, yeah, you deal two damage to that player, so that's four damage. That's, that's, that's just... Uh, exile a land every, now everyone's like every land i play is f- you can only play 10 more lands before you hit 40 life right yeah, <laughs> it's, it's ruthless it is uh, plays so like rampant growth and stuff aren't as yeah. affected but again these effects add up you have mm. two of these on the battlefield and your commander you're gonna end that game pretty quickly yeah i mean descent into avernus will absolutely kill everyone it says <laughs> at the beginning of your upkeep put two descent counters onto descent into avernus then each player creates x treasure tokens and descent into avernus deals x damage to each player where x is the number of descent counters onto descent into avernus everyone's like yay treasures and I then took it's four like, i took four, eight eight two each time so two, two four six eight yeah ten, but so, doubled so yeah, yeah you're thinking yeah. four eight I mean, ten twelve right you can see like, th- you better use those treasures now yeah <laughs> <laughs> dying yeah and it's good if they use it to blow up descent to avernus because you're just going to play something else yep all right um, there's plenty of burn spells you can put in a deck like this a build a dragon's approach deck i yeah. love dragon's approach that's right two in a red it deals three damage to each opponent and then you can exile dragon's approach in four cards named dragon's approach from a graveyard you can search for a dragon put on the battlefield and shuffle and you can play any number of dragon's approaches insane for three no. mana deal 18 damage uh electro dominance i think is a really underplayed card in commander it's x red red for an instant it deals x damage to any target and you may cast a spell with converting mana cost x or less from your hand without being its mana cost yeah so this gives something flash and remove something or blast face yeah uh i think it's quite strong yeah definitely easy to hold that up tectonic giant oh my gosh when this thing attacks or it becomes a target of the spell opponent controls you can choose to have it deal three damage to each opponent or six or six in this case yeah with your commander or you can exile the top two cards of your library and you can choose one of them to play Uh, i used this card in the last time i played the urbrask praetor deck and i was like wow Four mana card that does a lot of work if you can start swinging. You know what's really gross with damage doublers? What's that? To Rolf, God of Fury. Oh, yeah. Whenever a creature or planeswalker an opponent controls is dealt excess non-combat damage, to Rolf deals damage equal to the excess to any target other than that permanent. Yeah, so... You tor- just don't run out of damage, Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. You hit something for... You hit a 1-1 one, one for three, and then Deals. two of it goes to the opponent. Yeah, and, and that's double to four. Double to four, yeah. So you have, you, know, you have four to throw, and you have four to throw four at something, and it deals double to that. Yeah. So there, it's just... Yeah, exactly. You can yeah. turn the one into this, into that, and you can just spiral it up. Typically, you do tear off, and you play, like, Blasphemous Act, and it just kills Everybody. everyone, yeah. Yeah. Uh, pretty good. Infernal Titan also comes down just pings hits damage left and right so mm-hmm. i like that as well uh or you could just play heartless Itatsugu. just kills all your opponents if oh, that's right at an even life total well does it kill you no nope, because it only, because it, only it only deals damage to mm, your opponents. Baby, so if you're heartless go. just don't 
Don't. You have to remove Heartless Hidetsugu, guys, when you see it on the you battlefield. You really got You cannot let it stick around. Don't let them tap it. Yeah, you can't. It's it's just, it's them's the facts. <laughs> Vishino Heretic's a cool one. You pay one in a red, tap it, destroy target artifact, and then it deals damage to that uh, controller equal to the artifact's casting cost or mana value. It's kind of cool. Yeah, the, I, there's a new one, the Exocrine. It's from the Warhammer sets. It's mm-hmm. X2 Red with Ravenous. And it says when Exocrine enters the battlefield, it deals X damage to each player and each other creature. Oh, so it so hits it's like a board you, bite. but it doubles against all of your opponent's stuff and mm. it doubles against your opponent's faces. So it's yeah. a little board wipe that also can be burned. Your commander is a 5 4, so you cast for X is equal to 3, doesn't kill your commander, doesn't will kill probably kill most everything on the board. Yeah, and deals 6 damage to face. Yeah. That seems good. Yeah, very good. Um, Gutter Snipe is the spell singer way of doing this. Yeah, any time you cast an instant or sorcery, deals two damage to each opponent. I really like Chandra's Incinerator for the same reasons. There's a ton of payoffs in red for dealing damage, a ton of ways to draw uh, when you've done damage. Neheb the Eternal is a great way to do this. Oh, it gives Makes you so much mana. a ton of mana in a deck like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sin Prodder. Uh, says at the beginning of your upkeep, oh, yeah. reveal the top card of your library. Any opponent may have. You put that card into your graveyard. If a player does, Sin Prodder deals damage to that player equal to the card's converted mana cost. Otherwise, put that card into your hand. So it draws you an extra card unless your opponent wants to take some damage to their face <laughs> for it. And it's twice the damage, too. Yeah. You could show like a 10 drop and they, boom, take 20 if they really want to get it out of yeah, your hand. Or they just get, let you have that card. Yeah, and that's that's like red <laughs> advantage, right? Um, yeah. You could just play Mizium Mortars, Lightning Bolt, Abraid. Uh, this is just dealing damage. Yeah. You're just going to double it up, and they're just good cards anyway, yeah. right? A Lightning Bolt just removes a thing now. Yeah. Like, with six damage, removes most things in Commander. Yeah, and let's say you are discarding a bunch of cards into your graveyard. You're playing the Spell Slinger version of the Mono Red deck with uh, Solfim Mayhem Dominus. Mm-hmm. Guess what? You got support there, too. Hooray. Mizzix is mastery. You got to get them all back. Passing flames, you can cast them all again. Volcanic vision, you can choose one and cast it. Deal some damage too. Arcane <laughs> bombardment. When you cast, okay, okay, I'm done. I'm done. There's a ton of ways to cast spells from your graveyard, and you should if you can put them in there. Yeah. Um. All right. So, what do you do with an indestructible commander in red? Uh, there are some upsides, of course. It just it survives damage board wipes, so you can just keep that board clean. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could use Pyrohemia. Yeah. You also have Stuffy Doll and Brash Taunter, indestructible creatures that like being dealt damage because then they'll turn it down and do it to something else, an yep. opponent, okay. and they're going to double that again. I like uh, that a lot. Blazing Stun Steel turns your commander into a Stuffy Doll. Oh, kind of like Pariah, right? Yeah. Kind of like Pariah. Kind of like Pariah. All right, Red Myojin. What you got? You can remove an indestructible <laughs> counter from Myojin of Roaring Blades. It deals seven damage to each of up to three targets. Yikes. 14 to face, 14 to face, 14 to face. Requires an Esting Grounds Ozolith, but yeah. you can do it. Seems um, pretty cool. Yeah. All right. We love to double damage in Commander, uh, so this card is definitely going to see some play in oh, the yeah. 99. Uh, Fiery Emancipation triples damage. It is in 36,000 decks. Dictate of the Twin Gods. Furnace of Wrath, similar card. Dictate's in 23,000 decks. Yeah, and it's the problem with Dictate is it is it's universal, so it just doubles all damage to all players. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Angress Marauder seems a lot of play that doubles uh, damage. Specific. Specifically, uh, your permanents deal double damage. It is seven mana, so it's a bit harder to cast. Yeah. Yeah, and all of these these work on combat damage. So I was trying to find something that work 
worked was more mm-hmm. non-combat damage based and that's fire servant is if a red instant or sorcery you control would deal damage it deals double that damage instead and even that card which i have never heard of before is in almost six thousand decks wow so people um, like to deal damage to face right crazy we want to do big stuff we want to <laughs> we want to <laughs> do big stuff like throwing your paper off the table and having and it, land right having back it on come the table. right back i'll yeah. tuck it i'll tuck it under you're right okay, okay. you're right paper. all right pros and cons to this mono red dominus it's cheaper than a lot of the effects we just talked about yeah, and even mana versus yeah. five fire uh, emancipation is also three red 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 so that's yeah. really hard to get that card yeah. out six mana uh it's not symmetrical so it only affects your stuff and it only happens against your opponents yeah it's really good in like a perforos deck or perforos is in mm. this deck because you're just going to play creatures and boom just kill everyone yeah i mean it's a it's a creature so it like has all the upsides of it being a creature it causes a creature entering the battlefield mm-hmm. it turns your your like bolt bends on and yeah. that kind of thing so if you're playing a creature based deck it's just better to have creature abilities that kind of brings us to the cons though because mm-hmm. it is only non-combat damage yes right and creatures deal combat damage exactly you really want to be punishing or burning uh to in a or a group slug deck right or, to yeah. just po- poke everyone a bunch of times and bring them down right yeah um, so that that seems like the biggest con there is that it's a creature but it doesn't allow you to double your creature attacks up it's yeah. just non-combat damage so it kind of pushes you in that direction instead go the yeah. spells matter go the non-creature damage type things but there are a ton of commanders that work in non-creature, non-combat damage. Turolf, yeah. like we mentioned before. Torbrand, Thane of Redfell. We sh- this is like the card that probably came to mind for a lot of different people. Yeah. But that is basically the same deck, right? Is Torbrand as is this card. Mm-hmm. Uh, Auntie Blight is a new one from Jumpstart 2022. Oh, what she sound like? She, she's got a little bit of a New York accent. Oh, Auntie Blight, huh? <laughs> she's... A lot of love for a that bad influence. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's a cool. I might, I might build a Nazi Blight deck. Seems really fun. It's really sweet. My friend just built it. Nice. Uh, one I really liked was Kedis Emperor Emberclaw Familiar. Mm. Uh, whenever a commander you control deals combat damage to an opponent, it deals that much damage to each other oh, opponent. This is very good. Yeah. Here, so if right. you hit with one commander, it deals twice that much damage to the other two players. Yeah, and Kedis has partner as well, so you can even change up the colors. Mm. Um, Rurik Thar just does six damage to that player whenever they cast a non-creature spell. Or 12, if or you like. Or 12. Gross. Yeah, that's gross. I don't want to think about that. Uh, Alibu Ancient Witness has a really cool attack trigger, the only X damage chain target when you attack and you scry X where X is the number of tapped artifacts you control. Mm-hmm. So that seems like a direction you could go here, right? The whole red-white artifact build is getting more and more support. This is yeah. direct damage here. Yeah. Uh, and Torwaki, which we both died to. Could use a little help, I think. No. Nope. Now it deals four damage to any Man, target. Man, what the heck? <laughs> Heartless-headed Sugu, we talked about. Vile Smasher the Fierce, also mm-hmm. Just n- hitting people for damage. And Omneth, Locus of Rage, has now that deals, nice. Yeah, six damage for each uh, each elemental that goes to the graveyard. I mean, I can't say I'm I'm pretty excited, actually. I'm it's okay. pretty sweet. Yeah, it's damage. going in my, one of my decks for sure. Oh, there are so many different decks I could put this in yeah. instantly, and I like it a lot. All right, there's one last Dominus. It is the G. We've made it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is that no. a, a guttural? It is no, the G of the G of the Wooburg. <laughs> You don't. You can't get Wooberg without without gurg. the Gurg. <laughs> it is Zopandril Hunger Dominus. Ooh, hungry boy. Five green green for a four six for Xen Horror with Reach at the beginning of each combat. Double the power and toughness of each creature you control until end of turn. Woo. And then the Phyrexian ability is Phyrexian Green. Phyrexian Green. Sacrifice two other creatures. Put an indestructible counter on Zopandril. Okay, so big boy. Small note here at the beginning of each 
combat. So this not only is great Fire? aggressively, but now, sorry, this 4-6 turns into an 8-12. Mm-hmm. No one's going to attack you. It's got reach. Yep. Every one of your creatures is every single combat. Yep. And if you're taking extra combats, it's bigger and bigger and, and bigger. bigger. Yeah. Each uh, combat. Pretty and gross. if they take extra combats, they get bigger too. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, so if you're building Zopandrel as your commander, your deck needs to be full of big, chonky boys, preferably chonky boys with trample. Yeah, because you're going to double that stuff and doubling it up makes no difference if someone can chump block it. Yeah. Uh, it could be a hundred hundred if they've got a one one sapperling. It's not going anywhere. Yeah. Uh, so I like aggressive mammoth that gives all of your creatures trample. Uh, Galta primal hunger. You could do double hunger. Hunger dominus primal. Oh, hunger. Uh, you, you named this section beef, which beef. I thought was pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, Defiler of vigor as Classic. well. Great and green permanent spells. Gore claw makes your creature spells cheaper as well as giving some things trample whenever it attacks. Mm-hmm. Elder Gargaroth. This card yeah. just does it all. Such right. Such a house. Uh, anything that is enormous and has trample and really takes advantage of that. Um, yeah, because you're also in mono green, you're yeah. going to be ramping with land ramp a lot. And mono green decks have just the ability to pump out tons of mana. So a seven yeah. mana commander isn't actually that scary, I think, to cast because you just have the ability to get stuff out there. It's a finisher anyway, really. Like you yeah, just, you want to wait. You really want to send put this down once you've put all your big guys on the board. Mm-hmm, like Nylea, mm-hmm. God of the Hunt, gives all your stuff trample and right. she's naturally a four mana six six. Yeah. Insane. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, also, if you're doubling power, the other thing I looked at was infect. Yeah. If you want to go like, if you want to go Phyrexian, if you want to lean into it, uh, there's a couple of big infect creatures that you don't normally see. It's like Putrefax is three green green, yeah. five three with trample and haste and infect. And at the beginning of your end step, sacrifice Putrefax. But you know, if that thing's a ten three, yeah, ten, ten six. six trample. The, this card is actually really effective in Rafik decks of the Ooh. many. Very old school because you give it double strikes. So yeah, yeah, Putrefax yeah, yeah, definitely yeah, yeah, making yeah, another yeah. return here. Mm-hmm. Phyrexian Juggernaut as a 5-5 infect for 6. Attacks each turn if able. And then, boom, make that 10-10. Just means they have to block. Yeah, I think Infect is actually a really solid way to win with this deck because, again, you're pure combat damage based. Instead of getting someone from 40 to 0, you just need to get them from 0 to 10 with Infect damage. And yeah. you're going to have Trample and stuff already. So yeah. Triumph of the Hordes is just seems like an instant win Classic. condition. Right? Yep. It's um. There's a ton of big green guy like Spinebiter is unblockable and becomes right. a six eight. Frexian uh, Swarm Lord yeah. makes even more. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. And there's a ton of support for big chunky green guys in green, <laughs> of course. Um, Gwenna Eyes of Gaia is is new from Brothers War. It taps to add two mana in any combination of colors. Spend this mana only to cast creature spells or activate abilities of creature or creature cards. Whenever you cast a creature spell with power five or greater, put a plus one plus one counter on Gwenna and untap her. Wow, you play it, untap it, play a card, untap it. You're yeah. adding extra mana each time. Two mana every time. That seems insane. Yeah. Runadi Behemoth Caller, a jumpstart card. Whenever you cast a creature car- spell with mana value five or greater, that creature enters the battlefield with X additional plus one plus one counters it, where X is its mana cost minus four. So in this case, it would be three plus one plus one counters for your commander. Mm-hmm. And of course, creatures you control with three or more plus one plus one counters on them have haste. And you can tap it for mana on top. It's <laughs> just taps for mana also. Yeah, there's a little Why bit not? of everything. Why not? Hey. A uh, card I really like is Tanuki Transplanter. Three and green <laughs> for an equipment dog. Whenever a Tanuki or equipped creature attacks, add an amount of green equal to its power. Until end of turn, you don't lose mana as steps and phases end. So Tanuki on its face is 2-4. Could get you four mana mm. and just replace itself mana-wise. Yeah. Or you could equip it to one of your big guys and uh, make a ton of mana. Old Gnawbone. Yeah. Whenever creature you control deals combat damage to a player, create that many treasure tokens. I really Yikes. don't. I really don't think I've played in a game where Old Nabon has hit the table and that player hasn't won. 
if they can get to Cottonmouth. Yeah, if they right. can connect yeah, with yeah, Old yeah. Navon. It's just nuts how much you can yeah. just get from that, especially now that you got Trample and stuff in your deck as well. Yeah. Uh, and make it really hard to block your creatures with giving them Death Touch. Sarath the Viper's Fang, every time you it becomes tapped, they now have Death Touch. Mm-hmm. And you can also untap them and they have Hexproof. So it seems really good in the big chunky deck because people will be wanting to remove specific pieces. Yeah. So this protects it and gives it that great Death Touch Trample sort of synergy. Combination. Really gross. Great Henge, always good when you're making big guys, as is Moss Ward Bridge. Mm-hmm. And then you should draw cards as well, because green does everything with Rishkar's expertise, greater good, and Hunter's insight. Wow, greater good in this deck seems real good. Yeah, anytime you sacrifice something with high power, you draw a lot of cards. And uh, only have to discard three. It just seems really, really strong. Yeah. Now, do you want to build with sack outlets in mind? Because there are some cool dies triggers that happen in this deck, and if you're yeah. already putting big beef in there... And your commander has a sack outlet on it. So that was right. that was my question is like, do you care about that? Do you like, do you focus on these dice triggers in your big green deck? Yeah, maybe, maybe not. But you've got yeah. great cards. Triplicate Titan when it mm-hmm. dies, you make a bunch of three threes. World Spine Worm and 11 drop when it dies, you put three five five green worm creature tokens with trample. Now they're 10 10. <laughs> yeah, now they're 10 10. So it doubles to a 30 30. Yeah. Lifeblood Hydra. Maybe this is a Hydra deck because when it dies, you gain life and draw cards equal to its power. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of different things I think you could do here just to get big beef out and then just happily sack them and make your commander instructable at the right time and get some yeah. extra benefit right exactly yeah if you focus around those dice triggers i think you could probably get some cool stuff mm-hmm. going mm-hmm. on all right so you have uh you could give your commander indestructible in green what do what do you do with that doubling season yeah you can make two, two indestructible two. counters <laughs> Here, the, yeah, the, that green's really good at making two of one counter. <laughs> yeah, and I think if you're going to go the counter route, you don't care just about the indestructible counter. You got plus one, plus one counters, yeah. all sorts of different ones. You're doing the Hydra's thing. For yeah, me. you're building like a Vorinclex Monsters Raider deck at this point, you know, and yeah. you're doubling those counters instead. Or Peer, imagine the Rascal, more counters, more counters. Green can sort of move counters around. Uh, there's the effects we talked about before, but Slippery Bog Bonder is a fun card. Oh, it's yeah. Green to green for a 3-3 with Flash and Hexproof. When it enters the battlefield, put a hexproof counter on target creature then then move any number of counters from among creatures you control onto that creature bribe taker uh five in a green trample when it enters the battlefield for each kind of counter on permanent to control you may put your choice of a one one counter or a counter of that kind on bribe taker so you can double up that there and then all right what's the miogen towering might it's not super great uh remove an indestructible (laughs) counter distribute eight plus one plus one counters among any number of target creatures you control and and then they gain trample you know it's not that bad I think this is a win con. Yeah. Right? It's just a big green thing. (laughs) Uh, Also, if you have indestructible in green, it's always good to have lures. Uh, So this is an effect that makes all creatures able to block a thing, block a thing. And then the rest of your creatures are free to trample on in. Lure, noble quarry is a creature Mm -hmm. that does it. Tempting Lissid. All the good stuff. Um, What about fighting? Because you have these huge things. Now it's a 16-16. I want to kill something with it. Yeah. And it's indestructible. So you might as well. Uh, Ulvenwald Tracker is a great way to do this. Mm -hmm. Also, Predatory Urge is kind of interesting if your commander has indestructible. Yeah. You just use it each turn. It can untap. Yeah. It's an aura that gives it the ability to fight. Okay, let's talk about comparisons in the 99. Yeah. The first card that immediately came to mind Everybody's, was yeah. Unnatural Growth. It's the same thing. At the beginning of each combat, double the power and toughness of each creature you control until end of turn. Yeah, un- except for this one costs one green, 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 green. 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 Yeah, you're only playing this amount of green decks. Yeah. Uh, 39,000 decks rocking a this. A ton, sucker. a ton. Uh, God Eternal Ronus is in 18, almost 19,000 decks. Mm. Uh, so we like to double power for sure. What about Classic Overwhelming Stampede? 
it's basically a doubling because it gives plus X plus X where X is the greatest power among creatures you control. Yep. But this one, yeah. Does now, this... you can't time it up, unfortunately, to wait for the double from the beginning of combat and then cast over one stem because it's a sorcery. But yeah. you still make a 4-4 four, four into an 8-8, eight, eight, and then you give everything plus 8 plus 8, and then... then... Double it? That seems yeah. fine. I mean, that's in 55,000 decks. That one does give a trample, so it's a little bit different. But we like to double power, for yeah, sure. We definitely do. Um, oh, there's... I said that wrong. You give everything... Plus X, plus X, and then, yeah, double. And then double yeah, it, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You got it. Okay, uh, pros and cons. So what I like about this one, especially over uh, a natural growth, which is the most most common comparison, mm-hmm. is it's a creature. It buffs itself. Right. So, like, once it comes down, you immediately get that effect. You don't have to have a second card on the battlefield. Right. Um, this is interesting. It's actually not as offensive as you may necessarily think. It's actually really good on defense because it does it each combat. And it has reach. Yeah. This thing just blocks like a house where like mm-hmm. nor- you're free to sort of swing out with the rest of your cards as long as there isn't a ton of tokens around. It's a sack outlet too that yeah. is relevant in a lot of decks, especially like low weenie decks that have mm-hmm. a lot of things running around and all, right? Like turning all of your one ones into two twos or four fours is actually really good if yeah. you need to end the game with those cards too. For sure. Um, um yeah i i obviously it's better in creature decks like we've talked about so many times uh and it's easier to splash than unnatural growth because oh, of yeah. those four grain peps this one only has two mm-hmm. uh, so it's much easier to get into the 99 yep you can reanimate it you can cheat it into play there's just other ways right an enchantment going away is sometimes really hard to get back but the creature lots of different ways to get that back especially in green um some cons is this is more expensive it's seven mana to do this right the yeah I think seven the CMC mana. is seven um, it's definitely like it fits into that category of it's it's either crater hoof or it's pathbreaker um, ibex yeah. right it's like that is this is the slot in your deck you reserve for the end the game type card yeah for sure um this one doesn't give trample which is a bit of a problem in certain decks so you yeah. want to make sure that you're either going super wide or you have built-in trample on your creatures mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, it's easier to remove. It is on a creature, um, so it could die in board, board wipes sure. unless you activate that ability and give it make an indestructible. Other things are dying anyway. Sack them and make this thing great. And it's also just green, green, so you don't need to pay mana for it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Totally okay. Free. Let's talk about some commanders that you might want to play this card in. We've already mentioned a few of them, yeah. but this one I always love talking about. It's Grothama, all devouring. Oh, yeah. Other creatures have, whenever this creature attacks, you can have it fight Grothama, and then when Grothama leaves the battlefield, each player draws card equal to the amount of damage dealt to Grothama Thama this turn by sources they controlled. Yeah, do you want to so. fight my 2016? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. Because it's every combat that's going to double to 2016. Someone's going to attack and they're like, you know what? I don't want to have my creature because I can't kill Grothama. <laughs> yeah, it's not too big. Quite. There's a ton of green creatures that you just want to have this huge amount of power in it. Like with Gold Galta and Old Nabon and Gorklaw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we talked yeah. about. Uh, Mr. Orfeo the Boulder does this one as well. Whenever you attack double uh, target creature's power until end of turn. Right. So if Orfeo is already doubling, let's double it again. Yeah, 2x doubling. Things get out of... It's like folding a piece of paper. You can only do it so many times. Yeah, I mean, you... There's going to be a lot of folds in that paper. (laughs) (laughs) Any commander that wants to attack and sort of gives your creatures evasion is really helpful. So I actually like it in Ruxa, Patient Professor as well. Oh, yeah. Because it gives uh, your creatures without abilities evasion, and this doesn't uh, give your creatures any abilities. Mm -hmm, It just makes mm -hmm. them huge yeah you gotta so. be a patient professor and end them with a seven drop instead yeah and then you have a uh, red green god uh xenagos xenagos yeah, yeah. yeah all that sort of stuff is already out there i think this is just going to be again like because it's seven mana unless you're playing like a gore claw to make it cheaper yeah. there are going to be a lot of other ways to have this be your end 
end move. This is it. Play this and boom. Now I'm not only am I untouchable, now I can swing out freely. I have other ways of giving my creatures trample, you yeah. know, with like Garrick's whatever. True to green. It be True big. True to green. It be big and it do damage. All okay. right. Those are the dom- Domini. Domini. They're so, pretty sweet. We're going to see a lot of these, I think. I think so, too. It's definitely, I th- I would say, like, go pick them up, right, when they're in the sort of the cheapest they're going to be when yeah, the set comes out. Yeah, keep an eye out. on those prices. Uh, because this is definitely a way, I think, for people to just get these effects that they did not have before, and they're mm-hmm. pretty good. Yeah, keep an eye out. So what is your favorite of the of the Dominus cycle? Well, it's pretty obvious. I think it's going to be Sulfin Mayhem Dominus. It's the double damage one. I have already built decks that use this effect to great effect. So, of course, it's my favorite. Yeah. It already instantly slots into a bunch of decks I've already built. I'm here for it. Yeah, gotta be the red one. And it's four mana. It's really cheap to cast. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. I, uh... I like the white one a lot, and I'm close on that one because of the sack outlet, but I think I got to go with Tecuthal, Inquiry uh, Dominus, the blue one. Blue, proliferate. Okay. I love a, tri- a Trixie blue deck, and I love the remove a counter. Um, yeah. I've always been intrigued by Shize, which is a card that does the same thing roughly, but sort of slower and worse. Yeah, right. And this is a great impression of it. Very cool. All right, most powerful Domini from one. Mm. I think this one's pretty obvious for me. I'm going to yeah. give it to Mondrak. Gotta be Mondrak. Mono white. Dominus. And that's also just I think demonstrated by the fact that the most people play this type of effect and it's the yeah. most desired out of all the ones we talked about mm-hmm. you know yeah, just by the numbers of it being an index yeah. it's if you're, so much higher if you're doing sulfum you gotta be doing damage if you're doing mondrek could be treasures could be tokens could be a whole number of different types of things that you're doubling up yeah. right there's a ton of commanders especially in white that want yeah. th- that the tokens to scale that big yeah uh so i think we'll be seeing a lot of it think so too very cool all right to the listeners what do you think about the all will be one dominus cycle it's kind of cool we had like the defilers before but these could be your commander as well as in the 99 mm-hmm. do you think they're going to see more play in the 99 or do you think they are going to be more seen in the command zone i think the 99 is Probably the obvious 99? Yeah. Uh, and of course are there any synergies or combos we missed for instance sulfim i can activate this ability to discard anger into my graveyard <gasps> a combo and then play heartless hidetsugu <laughs> so let us know in the comments you can tweet at us you can find us online and let us know yeah, we'd love to hear your thoughts yeah and of course if you want to pick up a heartless hidetsugu for yourself go to <laughs> cardkingdom.com slash command how heartless all of uh, all of the printings of heartless hidetsugu there's a new secret layer one that's produced oh yeah uh they have all of the cards that you're looking for and all of the printings and all of the conditions uh to make sure that you are spending exactly how much you want on each card and mm-hmm. uh, getting exactly the copy that you want and then once they come in the mail they're all going to be in one envelope in one place safe and sound and if they aren't you have a great customer service uh, uh program yeah support system over at card kingdom and they'll help you out and um they've been great every yeah. time i've had to use them so me too uh once again go to cardkingdom.com slash command to get the magic cards that you're after and when you get them put them into a deck box keep them safe especially because you're going to be going to magic con philly leading up right you want a cool new binder for your trade items ultrapro.com slash command is the place to go for all of that stuff they constantly have great deals on products that are going out of style maybe it's an old set that's deprecating and the new stuff is coming in they also have the new stuff they have cool secret lair arts they have all the official artwork because ultra pro works closely with wizards to make sure that they're giving you the most beautiful play mats and things that you want to really accessorize and make your play area look super sweet i know i'm always on the lookout for cool things that people are doing with their play areas when they play against them at events like mm-hmm. Magic Cons. And it's great to see when someone's got it all set up or they've kind of cool theme with it or they just have like a, a blank playmat that they have all their artists sign and draw on, right? Yeah. UltraPro.com slash command gives you all those options so you're prepared the next time you go to 
Magic Con Philly. Coming up, February 17th to the 19th, Rachel, myself, Josh, and a lot of our staff are going to be there. We're going to be doing Game Nights Live. It was an absolute hit at Magic Con Vegas, and we're bringing new sort of things to the program as well. It's going to be spicier, more fun, more exciting than ever before. And you can only see it if you go to Magic Con Philly, February 17th to the 19th. Get your passes now. Um, This is the first time we're also going to the East Coast. So really excited to see everyone else out there. Yeah, I've never been to Philly. I'm very excited. Yeah, me too. We are going to skip the end step for this episode. Yes, We have been uh, talking about cards all day. So let's move to the cleanup step and say thank you to our amazing team here at the Command Zone. Thank you to Damon Lentz, Arthur Mattercroft, Lady Danger, Manson Lung, Craig Blanchett, Josh Murphy, Jake Boss, Jordan Pridgen, Sam Waldo, Gaurav Galati, Jamie Block, Mitch Trafford, Evan Limberger, Gabriel Pozos, Megan Yep, Eric Lem, and how's it? Josh Lequine. All right, everyone. That is going to do it for our Commander Reviews for one. We got more stuff coming up, though, so make sure you hit that subscribe button, that notification bell if you want to get more sweet analysis on Magic the Gathering cards from your favorite hosts. I hope we're your favorite. Yeah, we're your favorite, right? <laughs> All right, everyone. Thanks so much for watching, and we will definitely see ya next time. Ooh, that was efficient. That was crazy. That was they good. all threw it one time. <laughs> Peace. For further inquiries, send an email to commandcast at rocketjump.com or ask us on Twitter at JF Wong and at Josh Lee Kwai. See you later, alligator. Greetings, humans. <laughs> <laughs> Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, It can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, oh. 